This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. A lot of technology companies have bolted digital signage capabilities onto their core software platform. Often that means the end products don't do a whole lot beyond playing out some files on a screen. I'm a bit guilty of making that assumption about Ditto, a wireless screen sharing platform that also works as a digital signage CMS. In chatting with the company that develops and markets Ditto, and now in this podcast with co-founder Andrew Gould, I've learned Ditto is much more than an add-on. Some customers get Ditto licenses for the signage functions and then don't even use the screen mirroring. Based in Ohio, the company spent its first dozen or so years selling screen sharing into the education and workplace verticals. But it started getting a lot of requests from end users about adding functionality that made screens useful during downtimes. So the parent company Squirrels spun up the digital signage component in 2020 and Ditto is now a tandem offer. Gould can see there are maybe some things a pure play, enterprise-grade digital signage CMS can offer that Ditto can't. But there's an awfully big user base out there that's never going to need or use a lot of those more exotic and elaborate functions. Andrew, thank you for joining me. Can you give me a rundown on the company? Is it Squirrels the company, or is Ditto the company, or is Ditto the product? Ditto's the product. Squirrels is the company. Um, we founded the company in 2008, um, and we've been mainly focused on uh, wireless collaboration in classrooms, huddle spaces, higher education. Um, and then in 2020, we expanded our, our Ditto offering um, to include digital signage and emergency alerts, um, okay. which is something a lot of our um, K-12 particularly uh, customers were requesting. So w- when you started the company back in, what, was 2008, I think it was? Yes. Uh, was digital signage on the roadmap way back then, or is it purely one of these situations where you you had the K-12 people asking you about it and eventually realized, okay, we should do this? Yeah, it was a situation where we were focused on the collaboration and then in you know the, the feedback channels we have with our customers. Um, they started asking or, or, or suggesting, hey, it'd be really great if we could show things when we weren't showing things, um, you know, when the, when the teachers weren't mirroring their screens um, and sharing things. It'd be nice if we could put, hey, here's what today's homework is or, you know, here's what's going on at the school or higher ed. Um, here's, you know, upcoming events, things like that. Um, so we saw it as a natural evolution of, you know, we're already on that screen. Um, it makes sense to allow users to utilize that screen when it's not being used for the primary function of collaboration. And that primary function, how could you kind of walk through how that would work in a typical scenario? Yeah, so we have a, an application that runs um, on a device connected to uh, the screen or, or, or TV in the, in the front of a room, um, be it a projector, flat screen, doesn't really matter. 
Um, it runs on Apple TVs um, as well as Windows devices. Um, so that there's some flexibility there of whatever device they want to um, have connected to that, that main screen. Um, there's just a piece of software. Um, it's called Ditto Receiver. Um, and that handles all of the functionality of showing what's being shared by uh, students and teachers in the classroom. It handles displaying the digital signage and it also handles displaying critical uh, emergency alerts um, if they're fired. And all of those uh, things connect back to the cloud um, so the IT staff manages that from a central cloud uh, portal, and then it periodically checks for updated settings, digital signage configurations, et cetera, pulls those down and caches them locally. Um, so if you do have a, a little blip in the, in the network or the internet goes down temporarily, um, that functionality can continue to run, even if it's not connected to the internet for a moment. Right. So in essence, you, you, you could have a, whether it's a teacher or a student or in a, in a working environment, uh, whether it's the person leading the, the meeting or somebody who's a participant, they could pull out their phone, their tablet, whatever it may be. And if they have the uh, Ditto app, they can push their screen to the main screen in that room. Exactly. And and our big focus with, with the collaboration part of Ditto is that device agnostic um, approach. So we want any kind of device that's coming into a, a space to be able to share, you know, not just, well, if you have an Apple device, it'll work to this Apple TV, or if you have a Google device, it'll work to this Chromecast. Um, I really push hard to make sure that each device that comes in, whether it's from a browser or from a native app um, on a platform can connect and, and quickly share. And, and that's important in, in a number of ways. A, it doesn't slow down the meeting, but it, 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 removes a lot of IT support and uh, ABIT support within an organization, whether it's a school or a business, right? Because I, I, I've been in those meetings where somebody says, well, here, I'll, I'll just share my screen. And then 15 minutes later, <laughs> it's, still, right. it's, it's still being sorted out. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, we've all gone into those rooms that have the laminated sheet of instructions of, well, if you're doing this device, it's these seven steps. And if you're this device, you have to be on this network. And then you have to do these three steps, do this, use this dongle, et cetera, et cetera. All of that goes away with Ditto, um, which means far less support uh, calls for the IT staff um, and just a, a more pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. We have people come into our offices, um, accountants, lawyers, just general um, non-technical people and they're they're blown away at how easy and fast it is to get their that content up on the screen which is all anybody wants we don't care about you know how how fast or how crisp it is or how cool it looks once it's up there if it takes you 10 minutes to get it connected so quick fast easy is is always our sort of guiding light as as we you know mature the product and and move it along on the digital signage side of this, the way it's marketed from what I can see is you, you, it's kind of like a tandem product as opposed to we are a collaboration product that, oh, by the way, we could also do this. You seem to be saying that, no, no, this is a full-fledged product on its own. You could only... If, if, if you wanted, you could just use it for digital signage. Is, is that a fair statement? Oh, yeah, for sure. We have customers that turn off the mirroring um, capabilities, um, and they just use it for digital signage. Um, uh -huh. You know, menus um, in sort of the fast dining, um, they have the TVs kind of over the, the counter where people order. We have customers that are just using it for that, that don't even care about, you know, what the, the 
original purpose of Ditto was, which was uh, huh. the screen mirroring stuff. And then we have customers that, you know, only use it for, for screen mirroring and we haven't, you know, got them up and, and running on digital signage yet. They haven't realized what the value that is, but our, our mode customer is doing both. Um, right. they're, they're mirroring. And then when it's not mirroring, they're showing, you know, pertinent information to the users, whether it's connection information, things going on at the organization, weather stocks, you know, or just the kind of stuff to keep it feeling more fresh utilizing those screens. But yeah, it's definitely a product that could just be utilized as a standalone digital signage solution. I'm guessing that you and particularly your customer facing folks, uh, fight a perception problem in that there are other products out in the marketplace that, uh, were started as one thing and added digital signage on. And generally speaking, my, the, the, perception I have and the feedback I've, I've somewhat heard is that, yeah, it can do digital signage too, but we're not talking uh, robust digital signage. We're talking like we can, we can run a set of files on a screen in an order and that's about where it begins and ends. For sure. And, and, you know, we are not a industry leading digital signage solution as it comes to features. There are, you know, incumbents that are, are far more feature heavy than we are. But what we've tried to focus on are, are the things that the customers truly need to have a good digital signage experience. So it's mm -hmm. being able to create, um, you know, signage lists, as we call them, which are basically playlists of, of media, um, the ease of use of setting all of that up in, in the configuration portal so that it doesn't feel like an add-on or sort of a thing tucked into a corner. Um, a lot of time and energy is spent into the part that actually the end user never sees, um, which is is configuration managing of all the media files um, and also providing templates for people that don't want to or don't have the resources to create their own digital signage assets, um, providing some really easy turnkey solutions as well to say, hey, if you just need to get some basic information shown and you don't want to have to pay a designer or something like that to create something, here's some really cool templates that we've put together for you and they're just WYSIWYG, you know, change this line, change the subject, change the, the body, upload an image, add a video to it, um, and you're ready to go with with really nice looking digital signage. So I wouldn't say we are, you know, innovating digital signage by any means, but we're trying to create a package that doesn't feel like we just bolted something onto the side of it that really feels like a first class digital signage solution. Right. And and in a lot of cases, I suspect, uh, why there are certainly feature-rich software options out there, I, I suspect a hell of a lot of end users don't ever use more than 15% of what's available to them with those yeah. platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we pull our users frequently about, hey, you know, what do you like about the product? What don't you like about the product? That's the most important part. Um, we want to make that better. And and we ask, hey, would you use, you know, and here's a whole list of different things. Um, you know, how much would you use this? And And the feedback kind of mirrors that. There's 10 or 15% of features we don't have that people say they might use. And then most people say, yeah, I probably would never use, you know, synchronized digital signage across eight different screens or, you know, things that kind of fall into the more high-end solutions for digital signage. They right. just want ease of use, things that look nice and reliability. Those are what they care about the most. Yeah. So if somebody comes to you and says, uh, we, we, we're, we're putting a uh, huge LED video wall in the lobby, can you drive that? <laughs> you might say, well, I suppose we could maybe do that, but that's not what we're kind of here for. 
Yeah, we've certainly had those requests and and we've said, hey, here's how you would do that if you were to do it. But, you know, to be honest, there are better solutions for that problem. You know, digital signage is not a one size fits all problem. No. Um, there, There is very high end hardware that, you know, drives large billboards and there's at our end where we're just, you know, trying to drive it on a 70 inch screen in a room. So there doesn't, we don't have to solve every one of those problems. We're fine saying, Hey, that sounds really cool. We wish ditto was, you know, designed to do things like that, but you know, you might be better served with something that's, you know, from the ground up built to power stuff like that. You can stay in your lane and it's a pretty decent sized lane. Correct. Yeah. It's a huge market. So there's plenty of room for lots of people to all be swimming doing different things and not really stepping on each other. Right. Uh, One of the problems I find with uh, some entry level, and I'm I'm not saying yours is, but just uh, in broad strokes, entry level platforms is they don't have much in the way if they have anything at all in terms of device management. And I, I gather that your device management is done through third-party device management modules like uh, the Jamfs and so on? Yeah. So early on, we explored building Ditto with MDM capabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we experienced uh, in talking with our customers is that most of them already had a solution to do those sorts of things. So we would have to convince them to switch to our device management platform. And 90% of what MDM does has nothing to do with what we would need to do with it. So we'd be building out this whole sort of lump on the side of Ditto just to be able to replicate the service they were already using so they would switch right. to ours. So so we ultimately looked at that and said, hey, this, this isn't the right fit for us. Rather than trying to fight upstream and convince all of these customers that already have solutions to switch to ours, let's just partner with all of these solutions and make it work really well. Um, so we've partnered with the the various um, Apple TV um, MDM vendors um, to make it really turnkey to mass deploy Ditto to hundreds of Apple TVs with literally just pushing a couple of buttons. Um, so that's been our, our approach to it, and that seems to be what the customers like with us. Yeah, I mean, if they're already using it, why would they go to something you know that that's just dedicated to your application? Right. And no matter what I did, I'm, I'm always going to be inferior to a Jamf. They're you know, a huge publicly traded company right. focused solely on MDM. I'm never going to make an MDM as good as theirs. So why try? Right. What, what is uh, your footprint and what would you say are your core vertical markets? So core vertical markets, uh, definitely K-12 and higher education um, in the United States. Um, we have footprint all around the world. We're in Europe, Asia, Australia. Um, South America. Um, We have a lot of business users as well, Um, whether that's in office space or um, co-working spaces have been a big business for us lately as people are working from home, but want to get out of the house occasionally go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Those, those uh, office spaces are looking for, you know, easy mirroring as people come in and out. Um, But, you know, really we're, we're focused on the K-12 and higher ed market because this this solution just fits so nicely into that solution into that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it works great in business. It works great in you know fast casual dining and all these other places that you know people use Ditto. Um, but what's cool about Ditto is that it is so sort sort of universal as a tool. It can plug in in all kinds of places. We have churches that use it to show the lyrics um, to songs as people are singing along. All kinds of really interesting applications that we never 
set out to sort of get into. Um, but it's cool to see people kind of take this uh, flexible and adaptable tool and put it into a lot of interesting environments. And when it comes to education, how is it being used in classrooms? So you've typically got it running on, you know, the, the screen at the front of the room, whether that's a, you know, a, a interactive whiteboard or just a TV mounted on the wall or projector, whatever. Um, it's usually connected um, to that. And then primarily the, the teacher is using it to push her screen um, from a laptop device up to the screen. And then we can support up to four devices sharing at the same time. Um, so then students will connect um, and we have a, a add-on application um, for Windows and iOS where the teacher can manage who's allowed to be sharing. She can approve or deny connections, um, hide somebody if she wants to emphasize her screen and not the other student that, that connected or something like that. Um, and then typically when nothing is being shared, there's digital signage that's usually it's managed at the school level, but we do have some schools that allow the teachers to set up their own digital signage mm-hmm. per classroom. Um, so you're seeing that digital signage there. And then it's, you know, it's spilling out into the hallways. They're putting TVs into hallways um, of even K-12 schools, higher ed common areas. They're running mainly just digital signage in those areas um, versus the, the hybrids that they're running in the classrooms. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. Are school districts mostly using Apple TVs? Um, It's about two-thirds Apple TV, one-third Windows devices. It's kind of how our our users break down. Um, So it's it's not quite 50-50. I think it's trending more towards that 50-50 blend. Early on, it was very Apple TV heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we're seeing a bit more of a, of a skew back towards um, Windows devices. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's behind that. Maybe it's the drive down of cheaper and cheaper Windows devices that can actually, you know, run 4K video and that kind of stuff, the nooks and the likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so right now our, our, our blend is really two-thirds Apple TV. What about uh, collaboration displays that are that have system on chips embedded in them? Can can you work with those? So we've looked at those. Um, you know the the Android TVs and the um, Samsung's OS and those sorts of things. The, mm-hmm. the feedback that we've got from customers is that they are not really interested in that capability. Um, the limitations of that is we can usually given the, the horsepower on those devices, we can usually only show one or two screens at a time. It kind of ends up making Ditto sort of a hobbled right. um, product for it. Um, and, you know, the most of the time when people come to us, they've already got Apple TVs purchased or they've got a Windows device they're already looking to use. And they're sort of coming from the, I picked my device, now I'm looking for the solution. Um, right. 
sort of approach and, and TVs just don't, the smart TVs standalone just don't come up in the conversations that much. So we're not opposed to it. If, if that's the way the market, you know, wants to go, we can, you know, surely adapt to that. Um, right. All our technology is really flexible. So it's quick for us to repurpose to a new platform, but just not what the customers are asking for these days. Yeah. And it's not like an Apple TV is expensive. Right. It's $150 and then it'll run for probably 10 years before you have to worry about replacing it. They're, they're really rock solid. Right. Uh, when you're selling into K-12 in particular, uh, are you selling district-wide or do you have to sell down to the school level? Uh, it's typically district-wide. It's usually the, you know, the IT coordinator or applicable semi-related uh, role there. Um, mm-hmm. that's looking to roll out an, an agnostic solution. And, and that's another place where we really shine is that schools are not one-to-one all the same type of device. Um, you're typically seeing iPads in the lower grades, and then you're seeing Windows Surfaces or uh, Chromebooks as, as you know, get more into typing and writing papers and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So they want one solution that's going to work across the board for all of those things. Um, and that's, you know, what, what Ditto's bread and butter is. So right. that starts the conversation off right away of, Hey, one solution, you're supporting one product across, whether you have three schools or a hundred schools in the district, it's all the same solution. Um, and then we can start the conversations of, well, you realize digital signage, you've got all these screens in the cafeteria or in the hallways. Um, how are you putting information up there? And a lot of times it's, Oh, there's a USB drive and we go around and collect them and, we update them once a month. You know, somebody's job is to update the USB with the new media and plug it back into all the TVs. And we say, no, 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 there's, there's a much better yeah. way to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, with, with a lot of schools using Chrome devices, is that problematic at all or it works with your system just fine? Yeah, no, it works great with, with Chrome. Um, we, so Chrome OS used to have applications. They call them Chrome apps. Um, mm-hmm. So we originally had a Chrome app that did all of this. Um, that was in the store. And then Google uh, wound down Chrome apps just because they weren't really being utilized all that much on the platform. And so we went to a, a pure browser um, experience. So you just go to our, our godido.com website and you enter the room code that's being shown um, on the screen mm-hmm. uh, for the, the teacher screen. And then um, we just use the WebRTC built-in technology to capture the screen and send it over to Ditto Receiver and show it. So you can actually share without installing anything on a device. Um, and that works on all platforms um, that support uh, the, the browser capture technology. There are other options out there for uh, certainly higher ed. You, you've got companies like Arise Vision that's particularly strong in, uh, in, in K-12 and churches and things like that and some other uh how do I describe them? Just CMS software companies that are kind of focused on that market. And then you've got the uh, companies like Zoom that have video collaboration that have added on uh, some digital signage capability. And then like the air teams and people who, who do similar immersives that do similar kind of screen mirroring work to what you do. How do you match up against them and how do you kind of sell against them? Yeah, so the air teams and the immersives, they're selling proprietary hardware with a subscription service on top of it. Um, so if if you're looking for, hey, just give me a turnkey solution, give me everything. I'm not really worried about the price. I just want it to work. Those are great solutions. Um, right. 
but what we see in schools is they do very much care about the cost and, and the pricing. And some of them have already made investments into hardware with Apple TVs or, or Windows devices. And they're saying, look, this is just extra cost that I don't need to mm -hmm. do the same thing. So how we position against those is just, hey, you can use whatever hardware you want. We're happy to, you know, to run on either of those um, platforms. And if you've already got them, cool, just buy our subscription and, and you're ready to go. Um, you don't have to worry about buying a five, six, eight hundred dollar um, hardware device, deploying it, managing it differently than how you manage other things. Um, so that's how we match up against those. Um, the the more CMS type things that are focused on, you know, digital signage and those very specific um, things. Again, those are those are the the incumbents. Those are the the people that have been doing this for some of them have been there for decades. Um, mm -hmm. You know, doing this type of stuff. So we're not we're not here to try and you know outcompete those companies. Um, we just see that there are certain niches that maybe those companies don't fill um, as well. And, and we're, you know, content to come along and fill those in and, you know, keep making our product better. And it, one day, you know, maybe we will compete with them. Maybe we will have a, a, a platform that we've decided, hey, we should just make it do everything for everybody. Um, and, you know, look at going after competitors like those. But like I said, the, the market is big enough that they can have that niche. We can have this niche and it's a very healthy business for us. Um, mm. And we're happy to keep doing that. Those couple of things that we know how to do, do them really well um, versus, you know, maybe trying to get too big, too fast, trying to do everything all at once. Was having the digital signage component added to it pretty important because you, you've got... Uh, companies like Google that have uh, a Chromecast that what does that cost thirty five bucks or something like that that can do some degree of screen sharing and uh, it, it it would be if people are really cost conscious they could just go down that path. Yeah, for sure. It, it, we don't really see many Chromecast in schools type uh, approaches. Uh -huh. um, there's for whatever reason they. They do. They still don't have basic security like on-screen code or or passwords. Mm -hmm. um, they've only recently rolled out the ability to remotely manage those um, types of things. So, you know, adding digital signage wasn't really about competing with any particular thing. It was, hey, the customers that we have and the ones that we're trying to get all value this functionality, and we saw it as a natural fit. It wasn't like we had to completely reinvent the product and right. take it in some radical new direction. It just seemed like a natural complement to what we were already doing. And, and we talked with some customers that were running two different solutions on an Apple TV. And they were trying to use Ditto for screen mirroring. And they were trying to use a different Apple TV application for digital signage. And they were trying to do crazy MDM scheduling, you know, based on the class schedule, lock this app for Ditto so it's open. And then when mm -hmm. it's, you know, time in between class, lock the, the digital signage solution. And we said, wow, if there, people really want it that bad. Maybe we can just be all of that in one and, and not force our customers to have to run two things like that. So right. that was sort of the, the natural genesis of it versus, oh, we need to protect our position or something like that. It just made sense evolutionary to, to move in that direction. So how seamless and intuitive is it? So uh, I guess what I'm wondering is if you're in a classroom and it, it is running the, in, in digital signage mode, the screen is, mm -hmm. and teacher decides, okay, I, I, I want to push something to the screen from my laptop or my phone or whatever, and launches that session, 
does its thing to then go back to digital signage it what's involved uh you just start sharing your screen and stop sharing your screen um so it's it's directed from the device that wants to share their screen so you open the app you enter the room code um we make them sort of fun easy to enter you know like red apple you know big pineapple things that are easy not like random numbers and digits that are hard for kids to type in um, mm -hmm. And they push start sharing and boom, their screen's up there. Digital signage fades out, screen sharing fades in. Um, it's an instantaneous switchover. And then as soon as the last person stops sharing their screen, if you've got multiple people connected, it mm -hmm. goes right back to the digital signage slide it was on when the person first connected. Okay. Um, so it's very easy. There's no mode, nothing you have to tinker with on the, the screen itself. So, so the management, whether it's uh, the school, the district, or the individual teacher, they're using a browser to uh, plan out their digital signage side of, uh, of, of what the screen's doing? Yep. Yeah, it's all a cloud-based portal. Um, so you can be you know, in the same building or you can be you know, in a different state. We have businesses that are you know, deployed with Ditto in offices around the world. And there's you know, a couple of people that sit in California and they manage all the digital signage worldwide. Um, so it's super easy right from the portal. And what, what's the commercial side of it? Like, what are, what are you paying? Is it a SaaS? Yeah, it's a SaaS model. Um, it's a yearly subscription. We offer a monthly if, if you know, people are using this and, you know, kind of bursts. Um, but obviously you save money by, um, you know, purchasing for an, an annual versus the monthly. Um, and it's per screen that's running uh, Ditto. So the other thing that we allow is if you have multiple screens in a classroom, obviously you can show digital signage on those, but we actually allow one device to push their content to multiple screens. So we're seeing, especially in some classrooms, you've maybe got a screen in the front or to the side or behind um, as they set up classes less like when I was in school, where it was just, you know, rows, everybody facing the front. Now that these little pods of kids sitting at tables and not everybody's facing the same direction. So they've actually got multiple screens in the rooms. Um, so we just charge per screen um, mm -hmm. that, that has that, that runs the software and, and that's it. And, and, and what's the fee? Um, so it's, it's $12 and 50 cents um, per month on an annual basis. Um, okay. So it's, it's, um, $125 um, per month if you're at, you know, 10 or more receivers um, in, a, in a classroom and, or in a school rather. And is that just for the screen mirroring or is that for the, the, the functionality period, including the digital signage? Yeah, that's for everything. That's, that's one price for everything. Okay. Um, we don't charge more for that. We view it as, hey, we took this thing that we charged this price for and made it even better by giving you all the stuff and it's the same price. Um, right. That includes the emergency alerts as well. So that ties into, um, there's a, a, a protocol called CAP, um, which is yep. Um, yep. how the National Weather Service and, and school alert systems all can send alerts. Um, so we have a, a CAP server um, capability where we can receive um, alerts from other servers, whether it's the National Weather Service, um, an alert system that, you know, unfortunately a lot of schools are having to deploy now where it can yeah. push one button and text the parents and send a push notification and send all the, you know, uh, alerts out to Ditto and Ditto immediately takes over and, and shows that alert. Um, you get all of that for that one price. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it sounds very much like you're, it, it, this isn't a uh, kind of constrained, compromise, limited solution for, K to 12 market, it's going to do pretty much 
what what an average classroom and what an average school is going to need. Yeah, we we really tried to put everything in there because again, we don't want people having to be like, well, Ditto almost does everything. You know, it'd be great mm-hmm. if it just did this one other thing, and then we wouldn't need this other solution. The hope there is that you know we provide that one solution that everybody needs. Right. Uh, t- tell me about the company. It's been around since '08. Is it privately held or are you listed? Yep. Yeah, we're privately held. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of the company. Started it back in 2008 with my business partner. Um, and you know, w- when we first started out, we weren't doing collaboration. We were doing uh, iOS app development. That was you know, we had one of the first 50 apps in, in the iOS app store. We could actually get to the bottom of the list. Um, it was a, a TV guide app where you could put in your zip code and see what oh, was on gee. TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like archaic technology today, but um, it was pretty cool back in the day. And then mm. uh, we got into the the collaboration um, space in about 2012 um, when we released our first collaboration app. Um, and then we've been focused on collaboration ever since. So, um, and, and where's the company based? Uh, North Canton, Ohio, um, about an hour south of Cleveland. Um, but as you know, COVID has moved people around, we have a diversified team in, in a lot of states all around the country, but all within the United States. Right. And is the majority of your business in the U.S.? Uh, yes. Um, that's our, where we're mainly on outbound sales focused on. Um, uh-huh. But like I said, we have you know, a really big uh, following actually in Australia. Um, a lot of Ditto customers there. Um, and, you know, working on expanding into Europe this year into next year, um, to really go after that. Europe's a, there's a lot more regulation and requirements and apps have to work certain ways and those sorts of things that we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're compliant and respectful to those things, um, and, and come into that market, um, appropriately, but it's a, a big focus for us because we think the same needs exist there as they do everywhere else. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, U.S. and Canadian companies think they can just make the jump over and then they, they get asked about things like GDPR and they're looking at the other person like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even just common things like in France, everything has to be uh, localized into the French language. If, if you mm-hmm. have one string in your application that's in English, they won't, they typically won't purchase um, right. they, they, they value that. So we want to be respectful to those things and, and they're not hard things for us to, you know, comply by. It just requires us to, you know, pay somebody that knows French to, to translate, you know, a list of strings and then we can sort of sell into those, those markets mm-hmm. as well. So. And are you selling direct or, uh, do you have channel partners? Um, mainly direct. We have some channel partners, um, that we started with right before the pandemic, um, and so we've seen a lot of that market move around. Um, and so some of the channel partners that we originally partnered with were more business focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the world has changed for business where people just aren't going to the office as much anymore. Um, and those channel partners just didn't make sense. So we're actually working through a, a sort of reset of that channel partner program to be more education focused with the channel partners. But we have some really great channel partners in the U.S. that we work with. Um, whether they're, you know, uh, distributors or they're resellers, um, you know, whether they're just purchasing on behalf of the school and, and passing that through or taking our solution and bundling it up with, Hey, here's the, the screen you need. And here's the speakers and the Wi-Fi and everything. Um, and mm-hmm. including us as the, you know, a, a full technology rollout. Um, we like to work with both of those. Right. Okay. Uh, if people want to know more, where do they find you online? 
Uh, our website is godito.com, G-O-D-I-T-T-O.com. Um, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial there. You can set up as many screens as you want, digital signage as much as you want, um, play with it for 30 days. And then, like I said, it starts at um, 150 bucks per receiver um, for a single license. And then we have you know, volume pricing above 10. Scales down from there. Yep. Okay. Great. Uh, thank you very much for spending some time with me. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 169, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at screenfeed.com. 169, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.